Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we are having a conversation all about why am I not like feeling turned on? And sometimes that question goes deep. And sometimes we're like, why do I have a low sex drive? I, I repeatedly have people come in and ask or put on their, their surveys when they come to see me um, that low sex drive is a concern of theirs. And once we go through an evaluation, we check out hormones, we check out other things, we dive deep into some of the emotional, we sometimes find out there are way more factors to your sex drive than just having the correct hormones going on. Absolutely, your hormones can have an impact, but there also has been a lot of research where people have had balanced hormones and they still don't have a sex drive. And the question is why? So if you are somebody who has had all the medical research done as to why you might have a low sex drive and still you have a low sex drive and you're wondering, why is that? Should I just give up on sex? Was I actually born asexual and was denying it? What was I feeling? What's going on? You might have a lot of questions coming up, all of them valid. And I think for a lot of you um, who are listening now, we are live streaming on Inspired Choices Network, inspiredchoicesnetwork.tv, Facebook and YouTube. For those of you who are joining me right now on the live, I would love to uh, work with you and any questions you might have around why do I have a low sex drive? So come on over to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Join us in the chat room. You can ask questions. I'd love to um, answer any questions you've got. So one of the, the key things to remember is that we are not just a pile of hormones. We are much more than that. So yes, we do have a lot of hormones. Yes, we run on like water and minerals and hormones and chemical uh, reactions and all kinds of things. And we have this amazing thing called emotions too, which are also affected by different things like hormones and um, external and internal um, stimuli. But we also have things like our spirituality, our connection to others, to the universe to whatever you want to call it. And also those have an impact on sometimes our sex drives. It can be surprising um, how that can occur. And so we're going to talk about this on, on many, many different levels. And I want to start with the why of why do I have low sex drive? We'll be talking about a lot of the senses, um, how your body is reacting to different things, to different stimuli that might actually decrease your sex drive. So it'll increase your sexual inhibitors, which in, has you feel like you don't want to have sex. And it'll decrease your sexual exciters. Except sexual exciters are what have you feel like having sex. So we'll be talking about sexual inhibitors, sexual exciters, how they come into play, 
the different factors for these things. And we're going to look at some solutions too, because it's nice enough to look at the problem, but we also need to look at the solution. And what qualifies me to even be talking about this? I am a sex and intimacy coach. I love working with people in their relationships to bring them greater pleasure and to also help them work through any traumas, past traumas, current, uh, recent traumas, stresses to have greater pleasure in their life. So whether I'm working with you to have a better diet, to have greater pleasure in your life, or whether I'm working on you with strategies so that you can take them into your relationship, all of it is under the umbrella of bringing you out of trauma and into pleasure. So if you are interested and you would like to work with me, feel free to book a free 15-minute session. If you go on my website, melitsajelinek.com, there's a link at the bottom that's called Book Now, and I offer 15 minutes for free. If you book more than 15 minutes, I do charge for that, so just be aware that is how I operate. All right, so what do we want to talk about when it comes to low sex drive? I want to start with your feelings because a lot of times people are like, well, you know, I love my partner and then you can hear the butt in their voice and then they don't necessarily say it or they don't even have a really an idea of what it is. So there's something going on with the way that they're connecting to their partner. And so a lot of ways we connect with our partners is through our senses. And so if we just really break it down fundamentally, when you see your partner, how do you feel? When you look at their body, if you have sight, when you look at their body, how do you feel? Does their body have a look that has you feel excited? If the big answer is no, then that could be an impact of why you feel less sexually attracted to them. So these are also on scales, right? This is not necessarily black and white. So if you're looking at this and you want to do an evaluation for yourself during this show, go for it. Um, maybe write yourself on a scale of zero to 10 if you'd like me to work through this with you after uh, the fact and after you've had your evaluation, by all means, book that 15-minute session with me. Um, 15 minutes are free. So the evaluation, if you're looking at it from how do I feel about the way my partner looks, zero is not attracted at all, 10 is highly attracted, love how they look. If you're falling somewhere between like five or six or seven, then you'll know that there's something going on that your body is not going to respond to them because you are not, whatever you're seeing is not what turns you on. Now, there is also a lot of sometimes self-judgment that comes into when you're looking at your partner and you're like, oh, you know, they're looking older, they're doing this, uh, all these things that, you know, sometimes people have um, body, I've actually heard, heard people say, oh, I'm not attracted to them because they've gained weight or they've lost weight or their hair is the wrong color or whatever it happens to be visually or their breasts are too small or their breasts are too big or their penis is too small or their penis is too big or whatever it is they oh they have body hair whatever it is visually they're having a response to that and for a lot of people the visual is something that can really get them going and it can really turn them off so certain things that you see can be a major major turnoff and one of the things to be aware of is First, if you're seeing that in somebody, 
check in with yourself and ask the really important questions of, do I feel that way about me? So if you're looking at your partner and you're thinking, oh boy, they're looking older, turn it around and just ask yourself, is it true that they're getting older? But wait a minute, stop. Do I actually feel like I look old? Is this a self-judgment? Because most of the time when you do turn it around, that whole mirroring effect that happens, when you turn it around, you realize that everything that you've been looking at in your partner and maybe critiquing or judging or whatever is actually all comes down to it's 99% of the time about you. So when it comes to looks, if you're like, oh, I wish my partner was more muscly or whatever, um, look at yourself. And first of all, do you wish you had more of that for yourself? Do it for you first. So when it comes to these visual things, especially about looks, if there are things that you really like, the funniest thing is when you start to do it for you, you can become an inspiration to your partner, possibly. And it's also possible that it just doesn't work for you visually anymore. But the beautiful thing about sight and looking at your partner is also if you love everything else about them, but you don't really enjoy what they look like, you can you might enjoy actually the, the kink of having um, restricted vision. So you could wear blindfolds and that could actually become super kinky and you can have all the sensations and all the experience without having the visual that might be the turnoff, right? So there's sometimes there's ways to work around it that can actually turn it into a little bit kinky, a little bit sexy, a little bit different, because probably what you're seeing is something that and you're critiquing it and you're not liking it is a self-judgment. And so if you're having self-judgment and you haven't worked through that, it may take you a while to work through that, find a solution and a resolution um, to be able to navigate that and then be able to move forward. So when you look at other senses like smell and you might go, oh, you know, I, you know, some people don't like their partner smell. Um, I've been with people whose smell I don't like. I don't like the smell of alcohol on bodies. So if I smell somebody who's been drinking or cigarettes on a body, like I'm not good with those smells. So I, my body will retract. It's almost like an automatic response retraction. And I know why it's an automatic response retraction. Um, my automatic response retraction comes from uh, an abuse and that that abuse actually had all those smells involved so for me those smells are highly connected to different situations that were abusive you might also have smells that pop up in your life that remind you of abuse like if you lived in a home that was highly abusive and every Sunday they cooked roast and every time you smell a roast it reminds you of abuse subconsciously or something or it sets you off then you'll want to know what the scents will do to you. Scent is a really big one and it can really, that that um, olfactory response can really trigger a lot of memories. You can also use scent to, to restore yourself and, and then to um, invigorate new memories. When you have new thoughts, you can actually bring in scents to allow them to integrate into your body in a new way. There's different ways to work with scent. The smelling your partner too, if it's their pheromones that turn you on, fantastic. 
then you can actually use those to increase your sex drive. So if you haven't taken the time to just, if you really love the smell of your partner, just take the time. If everything else feels kind of off and wonky and weird and you're like, oh, we don't have a good sex life. It's kind of gone dull. But I really love the way my partner smells. Just take the time to smell them up. Smell their armpits, smell their good parts, smell it all, smell it all. Because if you're, if there are certain parts of them that you really love the smell of, and you start to smell that, their pheromones will interact with your brain, and you are going to have a reaction where your body will be turned off. However, if their pheromones are a real turn off, then there might be something that needs to be done. Possibly their body is ill. I was actually just reading about this woman who has the uncanny ability to smell Parkinson's in bodies. And she always smelt a funky smell in her husband's body for about 20 years before he was even diagnosed. And for the life of her, she couldn't figure out what it was that was bothering her. Um, and then he got diagnosed and she realized that every time she walked in her room, she could sniff out, sniff out Parkinson, people with Parkinson's. And she ended up um, being, ended up doing scientific research on her. So sometimes you are smelling things and they could be bothering you. You could be aware of things that you didn't even know. You could be smelling things that, like I was saying, remind you of certain problems or abuses. And um, that can be a real turn off, a tap turn off, like super, super fast tap turn off. So yeah, the smell of alcohol on a body is for me like a tap turn off. I could go from 100 turned on to smelling um, certain alcohols, particularly on a body and my tap will turn right off. And I'm aware of that. So uh, also it helps that my husband's not a drinker. <laughs> People in the past, in my past were, and that was a huge, a huge um, contribution to that being a turn off as well. So when you know it, and you know it, you can avoid it. Um, and if you know it, and you're just getting into relationships, you can also tell your partner like, hey, you know what, that smell really uh, triggers me. And it actually brings back memories where I'm not turned on. But these smells, and if you start to learn what smells actually turn you on, you can bring those in. Um, like, I love, love the smell of, of like, uh, orange blossoms and orange blossoms remind me of a trip when I was a teenager that we went on to Florida and it brings back a lot of happy memories so certain smells can bring back a lot of different memories so if you know that then you can bring the smells in that will turn you on also like baked cookies remind me of my grandma and that also brings me a lot of happiness too so whatever smells invoke joy in your body they might also invoke um, turn on as well because your body will start to relax and be able to receive more. It's good to know these things and bring them into your relationship because smells can actually make you have a full total lockdown on your sex drive. We're going to talk more about other things that you might not have considered are affecting your sex drive after this commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. 
On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we are talking about why do I have low sex drive? And it's not always what we think. It's not always that, you know, your your doctors are um, thinking, hey, your hormones are fine. We don't know why you have low sex drive. So there are a lot of different things. And sometimes it's the stimuli that we're bringing in. Sometimes it's our senses. Sometimes it can even be things like your spiritual beliefs. Sometimes it can be past traumas. Sometimes it can be the way that you're interacting with your body and other people's body, like proprioception. Sometimes it's interoception where it's like how you feel and you're not sure how you feel. What do I feel? I don't know what I feel. And being confused by whatever it is that's coming at you because you're not clear on that. So it is uh, it is vast, the vast number of reasons why you might actually have uh, low sex drive beyond the the fact that hormones play a really huge role in this. So if you've had your hormones checked and everything's normal and you're wondering why that still is that you don't have um, interest in your partner, we need to look at some other options. So some of the other options to come into that you might be bored and you might need some new ideas, and that's cool too. And sometimes it takes having a sex and intimacy coach to bring in new ideas, to give you the tools, to be able to have the conversations, to look at the options, because it's surprising at times, I'm sure for people who come to me, how many things I bring up that they're like, I didn't even know that existed. So it's cool to have somebody who actually knows and has some other background in different ideas to bring those to the table so that you don't have to come up with all the ideas on your own and you don't have to do the 500,000 hours of research that I've already done and I can share that with you. So it hasn't been 500,000, but it's been thousands of hours of research over the years, at least 4,000 hours of research. So I know that for sure because 
I've done over 400 shows and I've done research for every single one of them. So when it comes to this particular topic, I do add in some things that I haven't found in books necessarily, because a lot of the books are looking at things that are very measurable. And we can measure certain things like responses in bodies. You can do uh, neurological testing to see if a person responds to certain smells or certain stimuli. What we don't usually measure in research is how somebody connects with their partner spiritually. We don't have like pictures of their auras coming together. Although there's an amazing artist, I think his name is Alex Gray. Um, I'll have to double check that, who does photos of, uh, he does art where he takes like the energetics of the body and their life size. And when you go to see his art, you stand in front of it so that you can have the auric field inter, um, interplaying with your body. It's very interactive, cool stuff. And I'm pretty sure his name is Alex Gray. And so in his, he has images of even people when they're um, during intercourse and you can see how their bodies are interacting. You can imagine that your body could be having all this beautiful, colorful interaction as well. So I haven't met anybody yet who does Karelian photography with people having sex. Maybe that's a great idea. Um, put it out there to anybody who is listening who does Karelian photography and is, in, is a bit kinky enough to take photos of people who uh, are in the midst of orgasm. I'd love to see your images. If you have them, please share. I'm really curious about what, um, what people look like when they're in the midst of of a climax or when the energy is building orgasmically in the midst of the orgasmic energy, it'd be really cool to see. So what we're talking about today is the different factors that can affect your, um, your sex drive and not all of them are the ones that you would think that are it's all my hormones. It's got to be. And I often have people tell me that they're like, well, my hormones are off. They've assumed so before you make the assumption, definitely do the, definitely get things checked. I'm all for getting it checked. Get your blood work done, get checked, make sure everything's on track. And if everything shows as normal, which normal isn't always ideal, I'll let you know that right off the bat, because what we're dealing with now for normal for bodies is very different than what we dealt with 50 years ago as a normal for bodies. So if you have... Uh, if you come out normal or, you know, above normal even, uh, or you've been taking replacement hormone therapy and now everything looks normal, then your body should, should, according to the biochemistry, react to different stimuli. But as we remember, there is not just your body having um, arousal, right? So arousal is a factor that's kind of helpful for sure. What we do need is pleasure and we need desire. And we also need arousal in order to have sex drive. All those three are very important. What's pleasurable to you? So looking at those senses and like even the, the senses of how you're experiencing your internal and external environment, how you're experiencing um, even just all the sensory stuff, right? So that's part of your external environment coming into your body, smelling people, smelling yourself. You might even be like, oh, I hate how my eyes smell and I just can't get rid of this funky smell. So now I have a, 
an issue and I, I'm not turned on. If you do have a funky smell about you, definitely get checked medically because uh, you may have something more serious going on. You know, if you have things like endometriosis where your body just has a kind of a, a smell about it and you need to get that checked, maybe you need ablation done, maybe you need some, some different surgeries or different solutions. So there's that. Um, for some bodies, there could be like overgrowth of bacteria, like smegma and all kinds of smells. It could be very uh, offensive in a way to your lover or to yourself. The, what's more important is if it's offending you. So unless you've lost your sense of smell and you can't even tell, then you want to be able to make sure that all the, all the smells are a-okay for your body for you and also for your lover's body because you want to be able to have them feel attracted to you so checking out some of those things are helpful knowing what smells actually turn you on you can bring them into your environment to help that as well it might boost some of your sex drive and remembering to take it slow this isn't about jumping in and like going you know you get a trampoline for the first time and now you're going to try and do backflips no you got a trampoline, what you're going to start to do is you're going to start to adjust. You're going to figure out the rhythm of how your body is moving with that trampoline. And your sex drive is kind of like working on a trampoline. I don't know why I'm saying this, but this is where I'm going today. So you're, you're going to kind of let your body sink and rise and move and go with that and breathe and see how you feel while you're moving and just taking it slow and easy. And then you might go for something extreme, a jump. Then you might go for something really extreme, like a backflip. But you're not going to go from standing on the trampoline, never being on one in your whole life and just doing a backflip. That's not your smartest move. Just like sex is like a skill that's built. And also to get to different levels of, of uh, uh, sexual excitation and also sexual activity that's more like, um, uh, what's the word for it? More athletic in a way. You need to build up to that. So you can't go from getting out of a coma and then just going into like super hardcore kink sex that like requires you to be able to hold your breath for seven minutes or something. You can't do that. Like you need to build up. So so take take it into consideration that sex is a skill. It does need to be worked on. You can get professional assistance on building that skill set and what you also want to do is look at the parts of your sensory system that are maybe turned off. Like, is it the smell? Is it the look? Is it the taste? Is it the feeling? Do you not like how your partner touches you? Maybe you need to have your partner learn how to touch you better. So I know that um, when my mom first started doing the body work that we do, uh, it's, it's a type of somatic body work, she was having people come in and they were saying, wow, I wish my partner could touch me the way you touch me. So then she started to develop classes. So we've actually have classes available on learning how to touch because we found, and she found first, that um, a lot of people do not know how to touch their partners or other people with kindness. They assume everybody wants like a massage, deep penetrating push and not everybody does. And it's always good to ask and to have conversation. Communication is key. Yet again, guys, look at that. Communication is key. We talk about this all the time. 
consent, communication, curiosity, those are really key. And finding new solutions um, to this to the situation are important. So we're looking at, uh, we looked at smell and we looked at um, sight. We also looked at touch. So touch, and I did an entire episode on touch and the, the touch blueprint method, which is brilliant if you wanna check that out. Um, it's a great way to learn to touch. And so if your partner's touch is really like, or, or them touching you is really, for you, then you might um, even consider that maybe you need something different. Maybe you don't actually need hand to body touch. Maybe you'd like some of the energetics more. Maybe you'd like them to bring in a feather and just waft it over your body. Maybe you'd like it to not be about an orgasm. Maybe you'd like it to just be about presence. Because a lot of times what happens is there's a target. The target is find this this special spot find that clitoris stroke it 27 times the right correct direction in the right method and then ye shall have the orgasm of thine life and then no that's not how it works folks it's not actually like an abc directional although there are methods that are helpful in developing some skill sets that actually have like rub this way do this do that it's to develop some skill sets but ultimately it comes down to communicating with your partner well i know genius it's revolutionary ask them what they like ask them to show you what they like because you know what they are the best teacher of their body of all time so I want to let you also know that if you have a really hard time touching your own body in front of your partner, it may be time to back off and check out what's going on. Because if this has not ever been something you've done and you really don't feel comfortable doing it, um, are there, you know, check out if there are religious factors in place, are there belief factors that are stopping you from being able to do that? You think it's wrong, dirty, bad, and awful. Is it that you don't feel comfortable because you've never done it? Is it somehow okay for them to do it but not for you to do it there could be definitely some beliefs going on but there could also just be the fact that maybe you feel like embarrassed and if you feel embarrassed touching yourself in front of your partner then I gotta say guys it's probably not a good idea to be having sex with them because you need to be comfortable with you and your body first so put that on hold um, because if they're if you're willing to let them touch you but you're not willing to touch yourself in front of them, I think it's time to put things on hold. I know it's a bold statement, but put things on hold. Give me a call. We can kind of check things out and work some things through because something's going on and you need to kind of navigate that brain and those feelings and figure out what's happening so we can get you back on track to feel comfortable in your body with your partner. All right, we're going to head to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, 
you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So for some of you out there that are listening to today's episode and you're like, yeah, no, I've got all that. I'm fine with all the smells and all the touches and all the blah, blah, blah. It's all fine. Like my husband and my partner or my lover or my lovers, they're all fine, but I don't have a sex drive. And so, yeah, there's definitely something wrong with me. So first of all, I want to let you know that after having everything checked medically, after checking all of your feelings and you're like, oh, that's fine. I'm all fine. It's cool. Like they know what they're doing. They're skilled. It's all good. I just don't have any feelings. You're not dead. So you do have feelings. The question is what, and can you remember what was the best orgasm of your life? Breathe it in. So how do you do that? How do you breathe in that best orgasm? So I want you to get comfy, cozy, sit on your buttocks or sit, um, sit kind of so that you're in lotus and you can have your your um, eyes closed or eyes open and for this purpose we're going to really do a simple version of this so if your body knows and remembers and you've had a really great orgasm climaxed and it's been like memorable cool if you've never had an orgasm let's think about your favorite food and how your body reacts to that because either one of these can give you orgasmic feelings in your body so um for some people food is better than orgasms food is better than sex because maybe they have better orgasmic relationship with food than they than you do with uh with bodies so 
We're going to take a deep breath in. So don't do this if you're driving, but take a deep breath in. Have your eyes closed if you like. And when you breathe in, you're breathing in all this very clear, clear energy. We're just going to clear your system first and take a deep breath out through your mouth. So we're going to do a few of these clearing breaths. In, out. In through your nose, out through your mouth. You can also do in through your nose, out through your nose if you like. I prefer in through my nose, out through my mouth, so I'm gonna do that. And as your body starts to come a little bit calmer and you're kind of connecting to your body, you're sitting in lotus, you're sitting on a chair and you can feel your pelvis as you kind of sit on your pelvis, you can sit forward on your pelvis and just feel your pelvis. And you can just notice it like, I like to rock back and forth a little bit, creating a little action to really notice my pelvis. You breathe in and out. And now we're gonna circulate energy. So you're gonna bring energy through your feet, breath through your feet. You're gonna breathe it through your feet, through your legs, through your thighs, up your buttocks, through the through your front, through the through your front for now. And you're gonna bring it up into your pineal gland, which is in your head. You're going to put your tongue at the roof of your mouth. Breathe out. The air will move, so you can circulate some energy. But when you do that, we're going to think about the happiest, bestest orgasm of your life, the most enjoyable orgasm you've ever had. So we're going to breathe in, circulate the energy, bring a smile to your face, bring the memories to your mind breathing out and having that energy circulate down your body and out your feet, bringing the energy in through your feet, up through your body, circulating in your pineal, coming back down, connecting, remembering the most delightful climax you've ever had, breathing it out. You're going to let your body just smile with memory and smile with fun because it really liked it. And your body knows, your body knows fun and your body would like to remember some fun. And if you can't think of a really great climax because you haven't had very many good experience, maybe there's been a really great cake. And I can think of a many a great cake that brings a smile to my face. Bring it in. Bring it down. And let your body get invigorated by these energies. So sometimes there's no energetic connection even to orgasms. You don't even remember what it's like because it's been so long. You don't even remember what it feels like. And you, maybe you've never had one, but you may have had experiences that were delightful. Could have been seeing a great painting. It could have been eating some great food. It could have been meeting somebody for the first time and their eyes lit up by seeing you or your eyes lit up by seeing them. Um, you know, seeing a child, you know, being born and then like holding your baby for the first time because like light up your heart and you just said the memories are flowing breathe it in it brings a smile to your heart to your face to your soul so we're doing that in order for you to bring in more joy so that your body can resonate that and it can become familiar 
with different um, frequencies. And if you're feeling like, oh, I have no sex drive, if, if you are resonating orgasmic energy and you've got that flowing through your body, like as often as you can, um, fantastic, right? You're gonna be able to play with that. If you'd like longer session in that or, or anything like that, let me know and I can always take you through a guided experience for that. But essentially it comes down to something really simple called breathing in, putting a smile on your face, breathing out and having the memories of something that is delightful to your body, that gets your body excited, happy and going. And then those memories flood you, right? So it's helping to replace some of the other contexts that, you know, maybe some smells bring up some ideas and it puts a strange context onto something. So you want to be able to get out of those contexts that are a turn off, bring your body into a different space and be able to be turned on. So turn on through, we talked about the senses, we talked about some energetic turn on just to be able to get your body pumping and flowing differently. Spiritual connection is great. So you can also do tantric exercises to learn how to do some really simple ways of connecting through breath work, where you can hold your partner, you can be straddling each other, looking in each other's left eye. So I'm gonna look at myself right now in the camera and you're going to breathe in and you're just going to synchronize your breathing so looking at the camera I can actually like just turn myself on looking at myself because why not um, but you can do that with partner as well so hold have the patience sometimes it's just taking that moment to slow down connect by looking at each other's left eye breathing in and out. Now, if you, if you are visually um, impaired or um, hard of sight, I'm not sure what the proper terminology is, then, you know, the eye part is, you can still have your eyes open for sure. You might not be able to see each other so much, but you might see some, some light or some sensor of the person. And then you can still do the breathing techniques and connect for sure. So remembering to breathe in, you can even just notice your partner's breath. You can put your hand on what would be their heart chakra, so kind of like between their, their boobs. Uh, by permission, definitely ask, is it okay if I put my hand there? And then if they're like, yeah, you can, then breathing in, connecting, feeling, just feeling the rhythm of breath. You might find that the breath moves down and your body gets calm and the breath moves down and then you start to connect and the energy starts to build and all of a sudden your body feels turned on. So when you can't get turned on the average ways with touch and smell and all of that, it's fun to take it into the other realms of reality where we're working on the subtle energies and we're working on, you know, the quantum entanglements of sex. <laughs> so working through maybe past life traumas and other, you know, parts of our lifetime traumas and all memories that may come up that we're not even aware of where they're coming from and why am I getting flashbacks or I've had this happen so I'm just saying in the middle of like having uh, intercourse having somebody's face flash many different lifetimes in front of you can be a little freaky uh, at first and so uh, some of those experiences can be a little wild and being able to connect on an energetic level, get calm, be able to be present, super important. 
um, being able to have communication, being able to have consent, being able to be curious, asking questions, is it okay, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever it happens to be. Remembering that consent is really sexy. It really is. And communication is really sexy too. So looking at the spiritual, it's also like the belief systems that you share. So if you and your partner have similar beliefs in common, it can be really easy to connect with them on a different level first, spiritually, and then connect physically. And for a lot of people in the world that have like prearranged marriages, this is exactly how they end up getting together is through spiritual beliefs first and then connecting physically. So there is definitely merit to, to that as long as people are consenting to the prearranged stuff. Some of that stuff happens in child, at, you know, birth, uh, childhood. So there was no consent. As long as there's consent to that, I'm cool with it. So spiritual beliefs beliefs of any kind, you know, even if you're both like, I believe in aliens, cool, you got something in common, that can be helpful. But even something like that, like, you could believe in aliens, but your partner doesn't believe in aliens. And all of a sudden, there's this undercurrent of awkwardness, because you're like, I just wish they could believe in aliens, I could feel more comfortable around them, I feel more vulnerable, I could actually say things to them, that now I feel like I can't. So having some things in fundamental beliefs in common that you're not arguing all the time about oh yeah I can't believe you believe in that you're such an idiot well as soon as you get that kind of stuff then all of a sudden that's a turn off right you're fighting all the time that's not going to be sexy unless you're really turned on by fights and that's a whole other category of interesting um, so that's possible too but having some things in common and belief systems can actually be a contribution to having a greater sex drive so as you grow older and grow into new stages and parts of your life, your beliefs might actually change as well. So having conversations regularly with your partner, I know conversations and communication can help you know if you're on the same track or if you're not or where you stand and what, what you both believe. Even sometimes being able to laugh at the same things can be really helpful because you have a common link and also those commonalities help you feel safe often. So cool for that, right? <laughs> spirituality and your beliefs actually can play a huge role in your sex drive. Who knew? We are going to talk about a few other things. We're going to head to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room 
at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about why is it possible to not have a sex drive when you've had everything checked and you've been told by the doctors everything's fine. You've had your pelvic examinations done. You've gone to your urologist and everything's normal. Now what do you do? Everything's normal. Then you've gone to your your counselor and your counselor's like, well, You've been managing, you know, you've got your skills set down. You know, you got some emotional stuff, but, you know, that shouldn't impact your sex drive, but it does. It absolutely, emotional stuff can impact your sex drive. If you've had, um, in the last segment, I was talking about like fights, how fights can be a turn off as well. So if you spiritually um, are not necessarily in line with each other, or if you have belief systems that are not the same and they lead to arguments, uh, you can have belief systems that are not the same and they don't lead to arguments if you have, you know, some agreements in place in advance. And I have I have uh, an aunt and uncle who have very, very various different points of view on um, spirituality. And they got married in like 1974. And before they got married, their agreement was they don't talk about God or politics because they disagree on those and they knew it. And so... They already knew what they they already knew what they knew because they knew what they didn't agree on. Um, and so they chose to say those are off limits because those create fights. They'll talk about everything else. So it's actually a way of knowing and honoring what you know you can do and handle in a relationship. And you can have those conversations with other people, right? You can have a conversation about your spirituality and about politics with anybody you like, right? It's not actually a factor. It doesn't have to be a factor in your marriage if you don't want it to be, but it can be if you're belittling somebody for their beliefs or if you're questioning like their sanity, like you believe in aliens or something wrong with you, then that can be a real turnoff and that can be an issue. So when um, when you are in relationship and there's this emotional factor that happens and you've had, say, I don't know, like lots of therapy that you've been talking about things for a long time and nothing's resolved. And then you realize that emotionally there's stuff that you just are not willing to let go of. There are conversations that stung so hard that you cannot let go of them. Then, then it's time for some other stuff to kick in. So that's when, if you're if you're holding on to things super hard, um, doing some somatic work is really great. Getting some somatic breath work, somatic body work, um, somatic work of any kind can help you to tap into the feelings and get them out of your body and find out the root core of where they began and have your body release that. Because oftentimes these like ongoing arguments or ones that you really want to hold on to tight. And even you're like, I don't even know why this is so important to me, but you're holding on to it. Uh, or if you have beliefs that don't that wouldn't even like be relevant to your life because it's not even your lifestyle, um, then it's it's time to look at it and really question what like what is going on for me here. And you know, having some definitely having some feedback and assistance is key. Like. If you don't have somebody that you talk to on a regular basis who is a professional, now's the time to get one. 
If you have a coach, fantastic. If you have a coach that doesn't talk about sex and intimacy in relationships, give me a call. If you do have one that does, talk to them regularly about whatever it is going on emotionally so they can help you navigate that. If they're also trained in anything that's like holistic health, they might have resources for you as well for somatic work. I offer somatic work in my practice. So that's something that um, I find I do with people a lot to let their bodies let go. It's so important if we've been holding on and even after you've done a lot of therapy and a lot of work, it's important to let your body remember that it can let go because your brain might've switched something. You even might have new thoughts, but your body didn't get the message yet. So your body is still remembering things and is like holding on to pressure and so you need that integration of mind, body, spirit going on so that you're, you can truly have a new way of being and not be having to hold on to old grudges, old beliefs, old everything that could be holding you back from having your ultimate sex drive. And I know that it sounds kind of superficial, like why just your sex drive, but your sex drive is representative of so many things. When you have a healthy sex drive, you you're generally your body is in a very happy um your 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 dorsal vagal system is in a happy state your body is not under stress or duress it's calm it's collected it wants to communicate with others and connect with others and that is when you're going to have the best orgasms of your life is when you're calm not i mean you can have orgasms when you're in stress with fight or flight you can have reactions physically sort of when you're in freeze, but that's just usually having um, arousal that's physical, but no connection, uh, pleasure or any desire because your body's frozen. So you want to come down and have your body be calm, connected, feeling good, you feeling good and being able to heal and move forward, right? Doesn't that sound ideal? Don't we all want that? <laughs> so if you do want that, remember that you can connect with me. Remember that you can go to my website, mailingcelnh.com. You can book a 15-minute session for free. We can have a conversation about whether I'm a good fit for you. What I want to remind you guys uh, before we end the show is that there can be way more factors than just your hormones being off when it comes to your sex drive. Consider all these different senses and how your body's reacting sexual inhibitors, sexual exciters, consider your spiritual beliefs, your beliefs in general. Also consider so many other factors that could assist you that when you know these things, you can have a greater, better. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.